0: Hey, chiropractors, welcome to Modern Chiropractic Mastery with your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing, business, and professional growth with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, docs, welcome to another episode of Modern Chiropractic Mastery. Today, I've got a great guest, J.M. Ryerson. He is a leadership coach. He he does a, a ton of work with the highest level people and teams companies. And it's really a pleasure to be able to have him on a podcast like ours to help really break down leadership. And one of the things that uh, his website has got a lot of great information on there. And one of the aspects it says revolutionize your leadership, create a thriving company culture and find balance in every part of your life. And that's really the essence of what we dive into uh, on today's episode. And I get a lot of great information out of him. I I uh, was really excited for some of the things that he said because I think a lot of you 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 struggle with the leadership aspect because you don't know where to start or you think you have to be born with it or you may think it's like for coaches and you know like NFL coaches and generals in the army and and that type of thing and and, and you don't realize there's different philosophies and styles of leadership there's leadership for yourself and for your team and for your family and And JM does a great job of really diving that, diving deep into that and giving you some actionable things you can do to start taking the next steps in improving your leadership. Uh, Again, for yourself first, and then that really carries over to your family and your team members and your patients and really living the life that you deserve. Because I know a lot of you are doing great things in your clinic, but maybe struggling in your personal lives or you're doing fine in your personal life, but you're really struggling in the clinic. And the reality of it is if that's happening, either which way it's going, it's going to have an impact on the other, right? And getting clear on what leadership is, how you can improve it and get better at it day by day, month by month is going to be a huge win uh, for your life. And you know everything falls under that, right? We can tease out leadership for this and leadership for that, but it all is your life. And J.M. really specializes in high performance and getting people functioning at the highest of levels, and it's really exciting to have someone like him on our show to help you on your journey to leadership. Without further ado, here's my interview with J.M. Ryerson. All right, welcome to the show, J.M. I really appreciate your time today. I'm excited to dive into this topic of leadership and and take it in a few different directions, but before we do that, tell us about yourself personally, professionally, how you got here, and and your world of of leadership training and many other things. I'd love to get some context, and then we'll dive into it.
1: Yeah, brother, thank you, Kevin, for having me. I appreciate it. And let me see my world into leadership. It's been a it's been an interesting one. I got into uh, being an entrepreneur. I guess it was twenty some odd years ago. My goodness, it's gone fast. And I built three companies in the financial service world, but I don't know anything about financial services. I wasn't good at that. What I was good at was leadership and building teams. It's really something that I've been passionate about. And I realized what my niche was early is that I am good with performance and mindset and leadership. I I just, you know, when people are reading things, that's what I was picking up was leadership books. And I'm just passionate about it. This last company that I started it happened haphazardly, honestly. I wrote the first book for my kids. We have 17 and 14-year-old sons, and the whole idea is I didn't want them to skin their knees as many times as I did. So here's a guidebook called Let's Go Win, Keys to Living Your Best Life. Well, the gal that I was working with said, man, you are selfish. And I was like, what are you talking about? She said, if you only share this book with two human beings, you're selfish. Cool. Publish a book. Next thing I know, I have people saying, "Hey, can you coach my son to lose weight?" Yeah, sure, no problem. Helped a kid lose eighty pounds in like six months. Hey, can you help this PGA golfer? It was my second client of all clients. Um, you know, make cuts. Yeah, he would miss like twelve straight cuts. Then we made four out of the next five. Next year, he's top fifty in the world. And the whole point was that it was really these basic principles and tenets that I had learned along the way in my other businesses and i just started applying it and so it led to the podcast more writing and coaching and so every day brother i get to wake up i get to work with people on inspiring them to live their best lives hitting their goals and dreams uh and and a lot of that involves leadership and and performance and mindset so that's kind of me in a nutshell i'm a kid from montana that happened to end up in california for 20 years and i've been in florida for 3 so I love it here, and it's it's been a fun journey.
0: Yeah, you know, and and one of the things that uh, I love about what you just said, because I I coach chiropractors on marketing and business, right? And and I can teach them all the marketing strategies and business fundamentals and all that, but if they don't have the leadership or say the mindset honed in, uh, they they really a lot of times are struggling. They they conceptually understand practice finances, they conceptually understand how to treat patients and all that, but they're they're missing that component of leading their team members their patients themselves their family and and it's a a big blind spot for a lot of people in particular a lot of the chiropractors i work for and so it's something that i know they need a lot now i want to get one thing out uh, kind of a, a myth probably Uh, I think a lot of the things that they struggle with on leadership is they just assume that you have to be born with it and then they weren't born with it. So from right out of the gates, they're like, well, that's not for me because I wasn't born with it. I'm not that charismatic leader and it's just not going to be that way. Could you chat about that misconception a little bit for us and we we can go from there?
1: Yeah, it's a good myth to break down because you hear leaders are born. Well, that's just unequivocally not true. Like, Yes, there are some people with tendencies, but what is a leader? And then you start to break down what truly is leadership. Well, leadership, according to John Maxwell, who's somebody I've read a ton of his books, leadership is influence. And I really think that is the most simplistic definition. Okay, so leadership is influence. Well, let's start with something that you said that I think is so important for everybody to understand. In order to lead anyone else, you need to lead yourself first. What I mean by that. Before you pick up the phone, the moment you get out of bed, which is what so many of my clients, when I first meet them, hey, what's the first thing you do? Hop on to my cell phone and it's social media, it's news, it's uh, emails. And I'm like, that's the first thing we're choosing to do right out of the gate. That's not setting ourselves up to win. How about we take care of our mind, our body, and our soul? And that's literally where I start my coaching because I want everyone listening, whether you're a chiropractor or You're a professional athlete or you're a sushi chef. It doesn't matter. Everyone needs to wake up and the first thing they need to do is take care of themselves because that's the best and fastest way for you to show up as the best chiropractor, as the best uh, dad, as the best husband. Because if you're not doing that, how can you expect to show up if you haven't filled those buckets? So I think that's something that most people forget or they never learned is like, Look, I really need to start with me. Okay, cool. So now let's say we're taking care of ourselves. What is our leadership philosophy? And most people, when I ask that, they're like, I don't know. Well, of course you don't know. Nobody's ever told you. You really should be clear on what that leadership philosophy is. So for mine, it's not about me. Anybody that's worked with me for a minute will know that my leadership philosophy is it's not about me. And then they know the three cultural values I stand for and then we can get to work. So it really does start there, brother. I know I said a lot there in a small window, but it starts with taking care of yourself first so you can lead yourself, show up as the best version of you, then getting your leadership philosophy out there, then getting your cultural values. And that's not just some mission statement on the wall at all. It's who you are, what is deeply ingrained in your uh, DNA. And let's share that so that we're attracting the right people to our practice, both as clients and as people that we may employ. And it's such a big key and most companies don't know to do it. And I'm talking Fortune 100s, they don't know this stuff because it's not, it's not taught in a lot of uh, business schools.
0: Yeah. You know, to your point, the morning thing, I'll take it from there and, and give you a couple other things that it's happened with me recently. But uh, I have two young boys, is younger than yours, three and a half and, and one and a half, and and I have a six a.m. to seven thirty a.m. responsibility with them to play with them. I love it; it's fun. We go for a long walk. We play out in the front yard. Uh, you know, my wife's up throughout the night with one of them waking up, and so um, I I do that hour and a half before I get ready and go to work. And I and I realize for me. When when they were waking me up at six and I had to jump right into it, it was not the best version of myself uh, for them. And then it set off the routine of my day wrong, and it really just was a domino effect. So I actually, for the last six months, I've been getting up at five a.m. I have my coffee, I do a little reading, I get a couple things done that I can clear my mind, and and then by time six o'clock comes, I feel good, and now I'm a better version of myself for my kids, and then I've started the day off right. And it's been a huge shift for me to just do that one thing. And I know for some, you know, waking up at 5 a.m. might sound drastic, but I've, I'm in the routine now and it's fine. And then for them, it might be 6 a.m. or 7 a.m., whatever it is. But that was a huge shift for me. So I'm glad you brought that up. And it's really set the tone for me.
1: Yeah, it's, it's huge, man. And like you said, that may not be forever, right? That 5 yeah. a.m. might be until they start waking up at 7. Cool. Now I can push you back to 6. Because... There's not a one-size-fits-all, but I love that you recognize, hey, man, I need to get up just a little earlier for me time so I can show up for the best for my kids. I love that.
0: Yeah, and it's one of the things that I wanted to use this analogy and get your thoughts on it. You you may have heard where it's like you know, in parenting, and obviously this isn't a parenting episode, but uh, the mistake a lot of parents make is they try to prepare the world for the kid instead of preparing the kid for the world and i'm and I'm talking to a lot of chiropractors right now, and there's a lot of things coming at them business wise you know cost of running a business is going up, inflation in their personal lives, a lot of different moving parts and and I feel like a lot of their mindset has almost been they think that business should be prepared for them versus them being prepared for the business almost right and and that's something i'm 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 kind of chewing on a little bit and thinking on and and, and, and I wanted to get your thoughts. It was like, this is like the one thing I wanted to, to pick your brain on uh, for sure and make sure I didn't forget it was like, what can more, some, what are some of the things that these business owners can do or even doctors that aren't owning their own business but need to function at a high level to really prepare themselves for the rigors of performing at a high level business, all those things, because I think it's something they're missing out on a lot.
1: Well, one of the things that most people don't do is they stop educating themselves on a daily basis. So first and foremost, like you you mentioned in your 5 a.m., you wake up and you read something. I imagine this is something that you're doing to continue to educate yourself so that whether it's specific towards business, but it's something to expand your mind. That's topic number one, that no one should ever stop educating themselves because it, that's really, really important to everything we're going to discuss for the remainder of the episode. So you start there where it's like, all right, what can I do so that I'm expanding my horizons, whether it's a new, I don't know, uh, way that you guys would adjust a body. I'm not a chiropractor, clearly, so I don't know. But let's say I want to read up on something there. Okay, cool. I got that down. Or you know what? I see that uh, there's some new tax law going out. Well, I'm not a tax guy, but I should probably be aware enough of this so that I can reach out to my tax guy and make sure we're taken care of. It's really taking responsibility to say, this is my practice and I'm going to have complete ownership of it. That doesn't mean I do everything by the way. And for anybody listening that they're like, dude, I suck at leadership. Cool. Not, not cool that you, you suck at it, but cool, this isn't your thing. Here's a, here's a great opportunity. If you realize that, you know what? I don't enjoy leadership. So for instance, I don't enjoy technology. It's not something that I'm naturally good at. It's not something that I really want to continue to pursue. But I know if I don't have technology, I'm going to get left by the wayside. So I create an opportunity for somebody, and her name is Nisha. She's incredible. And Nisha handles technology for my company. That might be the same case for you and your practice to say, look, I really don't like leadership, Jam. This is not my thing. Okay, cool. Here's the great news we can create an opportunity, bring somebody in that knows your philosophy of leadership and is really there to make sure that it's being taken care of. And that's the beautiful thing about running a business. The more that you scale it, that just means the more opportunities you're able to give other people. And it's the most rewarding, fulfilling thing you can do. So I hope that answers your question, but it's really looking at it and saying, look, what am I great at? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What do I enjoy doing? So I'm imagining the skill set you guys have. Like, I'm really good at doing adjustments. Or, you know what? I know how to run a, an office of chiropractors, but I don't want to physically be doing it any longer. So I'm going to provide opportunities to new associates coming in. Awesome. Now you start to build more, uh, more practices. Whatever bucket you fall into, figure that out. And then provide opportunities to others. And the more you can empower the people to do those things, the faster you're going to grow, the happier you're going to be, the more fulfilled you'll be every day going home.
0: I agree with that. And I want to something that occurred to me this year um, through some things in both our businesses, the chiropractic practice, modern chiropractic marketing, the whole nine yards, Is I, I realized there was a point of distinction for me was I really enjoyed leadership. I feel like in a lot of ways, I have a lot of positive attributes in leadership, but where I really was struggling at was management. And I think there's sometimes a blurred line for some people where they they think they have to be both a great manager and a great leader, and, and it's obviously not the case. And sometimes really good leadership is actually finding or cultivating people within your company to do more management and and take care of that. Cause I was trying to do too much management within both companies. And once I realized the difference between leadership and management, I started to either, like you said, you brought on someone who does your technology. Like for me, it was like, okay, I've got for MCM, I have an integrator that really just does a lot of the management of stuff for me. So I can create the vision and the leadership. And in my private practice, I already had some people in there that I could do that with. Um, do you feel like a lot of people blur those two lines and they have to get real clear on that? Maybe that's a, a, a key distinction for them.
1: Yeah, it's a fantastic point. And I'm glad you brought it up. Leadership is influence, as I said earlier. Management, when you look at it, it's setting expectations, being clear on who's responsible for what, knowing when that outcome is going to take place, and then doing check ins. It's really that simple. But often we'll hire somebody. We'll give them a vague understanding of what their job description is. And then we'll be like, all right, go get them, Tiger. And we don't check in to see like, hey, how's it going? Do you have adequate support? Do you have some wins you'd like to talk about? And so if you start with a proper expectations, then it allows people to really be like, okay, I know what I'm supposed to do. I know what Kevin's asking me to do. I'm responsible for it by this time. He's going to check in with me on a weekly basis so that I know I'm on track, I'm doing good, or I can tell him, hey, Kevin, I'm crushing it. We're ahead of schedule. And if you can do that, it's, it makes your whole life so much easier. So that to me is management. Now, the beautiful thing for anybody that runs meetings, I'm going to give you what Michael Hyatt's not mine. I wish I could say I came up with this, but Michael Hyatt came up with the best meeting uh, cadence that you can come up with, in my opinion. It will cut your meetings in half. They'll no longer be boring, and you will get substantial uh, positive you know, feedback from your, from your people. So A-E-I-O. A stands for achievements or wins. We're going to start with our wins straight out of the gate. E stands for expectations. What are we expected to do this week? What are the goals? I stands for issues. And in my meetings and any of the companies I, I consult with, If you have an issue, cool, bring it to the table. What's your potential solution? And O stands for outcomes. Who is responsible for it at what time? If you do that and you follow that cadence, you are going to eliminate so much of the fluff time where it's like, hey, Kevin, how's your weekend? And then we start complaining about whatever's going wrong in the office. And then maybe we get to what we're actually trying to accomplish. By following that formula, you start with some positivity, you clear expectations, let's get the issues out of the way. Who owns it? Hey, I'll see you next week or whenever our next meeting is, and you go through it again. When people do that, everyone's real clear on okay, this is my role, this is what I'm doing. now I know exactly what my what my north star is, where I need to get to
0: yeah that makes it makes so much sense and it because I think you know you you don't have to think of leadership as like being the general in the military, and you know, I think a lot of times they they suspect it's this kind of grand event of like, yeah, I come in, I'm this leader. A lot of times it boils down to like, are you even having meetings? If you're having meetings, are they effective like this? And you have a a strategy there. Are are you providing leadership and then trusting your team to to do those things? And obviously having the the check ins. The the other thing I think uh, I'm going to take it to to kind of like the clinical level for for chiropractors here just for a second is that a lot of them. They they think they have to be this um, you know world class communicator uh, to 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 their patients or anything, but a lot of them aren't even just sitting down with them and laying out a a game plan to actually guide and direct this patient. That would that would be a form of of leadership, and so it's it really boils down to taking proper steps to communicate. Effectively doesn't have to be world class as a chiropractic practice. Like now, if you're the CEO of GM, maybe you, you probably have to get some communication training <laughs> consistently and and some uh, PR training. Right? We just got to start doing the fundamentals with there and showing our patients and our team members and 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 frankly our our family uh, what that looks like. And so I see that being a big problem. All right, Docs, here is a new opportunity for you from Darcy Sullivan of Propel. She is our SEO specialist in helping out many chiropractors uh, with their search engine optimization and making sure Google is finding you and getting you new patients. It's amazing how many new patients chiropractors can get and are getting when they do uh, the SEO right and a few other things. And Darcy is offering a free SEO workshop just for chiropractors and you can sign up for that at bit.lybit.ly B-I-T slash Propel MCM. That is bit.lybit.ly B-I-T Propel MCM Modern Chiropractic Marketing, right? And so check out that link, and we're going to have you go over five SEO secrets to owning the first page of Google uh, without buying ads. And Darcy's going to give that free workshop, one hour, to really help grow your practice And start churning new patients from the ever mighty Google, which is still king in the online marketing. So, check that out at bit.ly/slash propelmcm for the one-hour free workshop. Let's take a short break for one of our great sponsors, TrackStat. It is a new type of software plugin for your EHR that combines patient communication, marketing, automation, and statistics with patient and employee tracking. Built by Chiropractors for Chiropractors, it shows your team what to focus on each day. See patient visit habits, missing information, unpaid bills, insurance collection visit average, and more. Great visibility of data so you can focus on filling your office with your best patients. When you can see what your staff and patients are doing or not doing and take action accordingly, your profits naturally grow. Take TrackStat for a test drive in your office with our free trial. Not a techie, no problem. We can help. To get started on your free trial, visit TrackStat.org and watch the demo. That is TrackStat.org. Now, um, I want to just put a bow on that part of it. I want to come back to what you mentioned about leadership philosophy. I said something in one of my coaching calls we do a group coaching call and, you know, we try to go over marketing strategy and business and and stuff like that. And the topic of leadership did come up. And one of our members actually had reached out to me and and really, um, it helped him. I know you'll be able to explain it a lot better than I can, but you mentioned leadership philosophies. I know that's a little bit different than maybe what I'm talking about, but people have different leadership styles. Mm. And I want to touch on leadership styles a bit, because I, again, I think it goes back to people think, well, I'm not General Colin Powell. I'm not Deon Sanders, right? And, and I want to realize like there's the charismatic leader and, and that's great and that's got some benefits. We know that and, and all that. Some of it's a little bit of a uh, coating as well, but what are some of the other styles that are effective that maybe our listeners can say, okay, yeah, that resonates with me a little bit more. I could see myself in that type of leadership style. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it
1: yeah, brother, it's a great point because I, I you're right. People think it's this big, gregarious, charismatic, like, outlandish person. That's not the case for there's all sorts of leaders that were extremely soft-spoken, that led by doing what they said they were going to do. I think it's the most important thing for a leader is to have two things: to be empathetic, to truly put yourself in someone else's shoes. Three things, excuse me: empathetic to have humility to where it's not about you because when you're thinking as a leader are you thinking what's for the greater good not my ego you have empathy and ultimately accountability excuse me i yeah. started with that and and truly doing what you say you're going to do for these people because leaders will lose people faster than anything if they overpromise and underdeliver so even with a patient and and you brought up a great point. I've been a patient. I can tell you the biggest challenge I have as a patient is the unknown. If you don't say, hey, here's what we're going to do. Here's kind of what you can expect. By the way, this is the follow-up procedure. Cool. You step me through. I know exactly what to expect. Oh, that's off a little bit. That means we're going to have to adjust this way. Okay, cool. But you're keeping me in the know. Well, it's the same as a leader. Let them know what you're expecting of them. This is what you can expect from me. And now we have this beautiful level of communication. And it's not, to your point, Coach Prime. It's not, uh, I don't know, some of the great communicators we've had that that are out there speaking. It's literally just expressing this is what we're going to do and and seeing it through. I think it's the most important thing for a leader to, to do is not over-promise, under-deliver, but actually under-promise and over-deliver. And when you do that, people are be every single time and it really starts with setting up your proper expectations
0: is that something when you work with someone from a coaching perspective you really try to get to the essence of who they are and then cultivate that into leadership
1: yeah the first thing i do is i get feedback from the team members real feedback right because it doesn't matter what what they think they le- i i will observe and then i'll get feedback because here's the deal When we look in the mirror, we see an image, but that's through our lens. When we are out there, everybody is seeing us through a different lens. So you actually don't know how you're showing up as a leader unless you ask for feedback. So when I go in, the first thing I do is I say, hey, look, uh, with your permission, of course, I'm going to spend time with each of your executives or team leaders or staff, if it's possible, to really get a sense of what's really going on here. Are you good with that? Oh, yeah, of course. Blah blah blah. And it's remarkable, brother. It is wild when I have them say how they think they show up versus how it's being received and they don't know it. And I don't, I don't fault them for that because they're looking in the mirror saying, this is how I'm showing up. Well, that's not how you're showing up in their eyes. So getting that feedback, that is the most valuable piece of information, whether it's a client or a team member that you can get. And the answer every time, I don't care if they're like, JM, you're the biggest jerk in the world. Do you know what my answer is? Thank you. Is there a specific example so I know that I don't show up as the biggest jerk in the world for you? Yes. And blah, 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 blah. okay, cool. But my answer is always thank you because they were nice enough. They, they were, they thought enough about me to give me that feedback. And that's the only way I can get better.
0: Yeah, that makes, it makes a lot of sense and, and kind of getting better. One of the things I enjoyed—I've been reading your book. You were kind enough to give it to us a little bit ago, and it was nice. And, and reading through that, and just kind of looking at your—you know—your story. You've—you've you've had personal struggles, and—and and I have too. And it really resonated with me. I uh, was a pretty well-known workaholic, and you know, I've—I've I've been through a marriage, and and on on another, and you know, got kids and got a, just a beautiful family now, and everything's just—it couldn't be any better. I've really grown into myself now at at age 43. I think for for guys it takes a little bit longer sometimes uh, to to do that, but uh really I've learned a lot about myself over the years and and one was just just burning it so hard from the work perspective because I just had such a in, intrinsic drive to to succeed and and it really was at all costs to to do that and 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 it it sounds like you were in a similar boat in a sense of uh, at all costs making sure you were successful and it's something that i know a lot of chiropractors i talk to uh, have a hard time and i know a lot of them listening to us now are doing everything possible to try to succeed in their practice and sometimes at the expense of their personal life what would you say to that that person that's having that uh, personal life struggle whatever it may be it's uh you know it's it's different for everybody uh, but what, what would you say about that and your learning experience through it and and obviously coaching people through stuff like that?
1: Yeah, brother. I mean, I, look, my wife and I were separated for a year because of this exact thing. Now, I was fortunate for my particular relationship that we made it through it, but it was after great reflection and feedback that I realized, holy cow, I am spending all of my time, all of my effort towards my business. So on the outside, it looks great. Seven figures a year. and my relationship is garbage and my health is extremely not good. I'm almost 300 pounds in, in my early 30s. It's like, where did I go wrong? So what I would say to anyone listening, if you're dealing with something challenging within, it's all related. So if your marriage stinks or your relationship, you're, you're bringing some of that into the office. You're bringing some of that into your relationship with your kids. It's really a holistic approach where you need to look at it and say, what and why am I in this? So why am I working so hard to provide for my family so I can spend more time with them and freedom? Okay, cool. So work hard, be fully present there. But when you get home, let's be fully present there as well. And it's crazy, brother, specifically to this point with coming home, I'll watch these professionals where they're like, I spent three hours with the kids last night. Cool, brother. Did you have your cell phone on? Was the TV on? Were you? Well, yeah. I was like, so what if you just spent 30 minutes with them with no distractions, truly being present? And it will give you tenfold the amount of of time, quality time with your kids, with your significant other, whoever that might be, by just being present. And the same goes at work. I I work with people all the time where I'm like, all right, let's go through what your workflow looks like. And throughout that, we have social media as a part of it. We have emails, we have interruptions. And I'm like, so truly you're you're really feeling depressed and unfulfilled because you're constantly being interrupted. You're not able to get into real work that you want to do. Is that fair? Yes. Okay. Guess what? Let's look in the mirror and realize that that's on me. I've allowed that to happen, but we can put these up. So it's really getting clear on what is my why? So, as a chiropractor, my why is to give my patients the very best care and make sure that they're taken care of because that fulfills me. Okay, great. So I do that. And then when I go home, that's left at the office. And I'm going to give everything to my, to my wife, to my health, to my relationships. But often we let them bleed together and it's just a recipe for disaster.
0: Yeah. And that's something I'm continuing to work on. I'm I'm doing pretty well there's a couple of things I got to improve but one of the big things I did just to spotlight that you can make big changes in your life and tackle them one by one but I used to be I mean I'm still a sports fan but I was the type where I was on the couch Saturday Sunday watching football all the time watching sports at night and I joke around now and I i call myself a recovering Dolphins fan uh, because I just don't watch anymore because I realized like being a Dolphins fan was psychologically abusive for the last 25 years. And I, obviously now it's funny because they're really good and I'm I'm not watching any games. because it just was like an emotional roller coaster for me. And with the kids and and my wife now, it's like I don't want to put them through that. So I actually just I stop. I'll still keep up with it. I know if they want, I'll check the phone here and there on a Sunday, but I'll hop in the pool with the kids at one o'clock instead of being, you know, worried about looking at the phone at the score, right? and it's and it's been fine it's been a few years and there's times where I want to watch it but I don't and it it's been good maybe when my kids are older and they want to watch sports that'll be something that we'll do together but right now it's not it's not in the cards and and that's been a a big thing for us is me not being attached to the to the sports right um my wife's not into it uh, my kids are too young to be into it and so it would be a one-sided selfish thing for me to do that hours on end and I'm not here to say people are listening watching sports and that's not conducive to your life. Just for me, I found that. And you might you know, earmark something in your life that's not, and you can make big changes. And I think you're right. It's just, you got to make sure that you're taking care of the home. Uh, and then that will effectively improve your business life. Because like you said, I remember real quick story when I was going through my uh, separation and divorce, uh, you know, it, I definitely, I didn't think I brought it to the practice but I remember when I started feeling really good about myself and I moved on from it, I had a long time patient say, yeah, like, I didn't know what was going on, but I knew something was going on, you know? And I remember her saying that. And I was like, I bet you so many patients realize that. And, and it just kind of is something that you, you know, there might be seasons of life that are definitely a struggle, but you got to get everything squared away. So you're not uh, bringing that to your team and to your, into your business.
1: Yeah. Really quick on that whole, uh, the, the dolphins thing. Cause I think this is important. Like you said, if you enjoy doing something, that doesn't mean stop. It means get clear on why, so it's like I'm a big sports fan too, but and I used to get wrapped up in the games, but why'd I start watching to begin with? I started watching because I enjoyed it. It was the exact same advice I gave to the pro golfer that I coached. I was like, "Hey, why'd you start golfing?" Well, because I loved it. I was like, "Well, do you love it now?" He'd missed four out of five cut or excuse me twelve straight cuts, and I was like. Do you love it now? He's like, no, I blank and hate it. I was like, okay, dude, well, why don't you just start liking the game again? Why don't you go out and just have some fun? Sure enough, he does, and it freed him up to be like, oh, this is why I started it to begin with. If you go back to why you started to begin with, why you were in that relationship to begin with, why you had kids to begin with, why you started this practice to begin with, it actually answers every question you need. You've just lost perspective at some point and that's totally being human. I get it, but check in with yourself.
0: Oh, that's so good. Cause I did so many chiropractors get burned out and I, and I, that's gotta be the reason. Like they, what got them into it and that enthusiasm they had for it early on somewhere along the way has been, has been eroded and they got to find that back. And it might be, uh, you know, realizing you, you can't be doing all the managing in the practice. You gotta get, you know, you gotta delegate that to some other people. You gotta start really um, clearing away some of the clutter that's that's definitely eaten away at that. So that's cool. I remember one time I had someone talk to me about, you have a love for something and then you have a resentment level and you you hope that the love is up here and the resentment is here. But if the relationship, and this could be a relationship with yourself or or your business or your personal life, if that resentment starts to go above the, the love for it, then you got a, a significant
1: problem. Well, what's amazing because, as uh, again, I've used, I've had chiropractors work on me. You guys literally, you guys and gals, you literally change lives because they are in so much pain. I watch the people with frozen shoulders that I see these videos where they literally can't move. They've been in pain for years and you have the ability to relieve that. That is one of the most fulfilling, rewarding things. But, but there's, I'm sure moments where you didn't make every patient happy, and they're like, You screwed me up, okay, but what are you focusing on because whatever you focus on expands, so if you remember, look i'm my intention is to be helping people change their lives, make their lives better. okay, cool, let's focus on that, and when the occasional bad thing happens, it happens it, my intention was still pure, but what are we putting our our focus on
0: yeah, I love that that's a that's a great, great point. And, and that is the struggle of what we do is that uh, we get a lot of people better, but it always doesn't go our way. And, and we beat ourselves up. Uh, that's that's what, you know, probably many different professions. So, well, Jam, this has been phenomenal, really helpful. I really appreciate it. If someone wants to reach out to you or your team, how can they find you for more information? I'd love to get that in to them. We'll put it in the show notes. Where can they get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, brother. Let's go win.com is my website. It's got the books. It's got free assets there. And then probably the biggest traction social media wise is let's go win 365 on Instagram. And if you DM, hit me up, I'm happy to help. I, I love talking about this stuff. As you probably notice, I can talk and talk about leadership and performance. So, but those would be the two best places. And thank you, brother. I really appreciate you having me. Uh, I love the questions. Very insightful. And it was just a really good time.
0: Thank you. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And if you want to make the shift from busy, broke and broken to time-free and cash-confident, or you just want to continue with the exponential growth, check us out at modernchiropracticmarketing.com. Look at the MCM Mastery tab, watch the short video on there, and check out what we are doing now for evidence-informed chiropractors. We are equal parts coaching and marketing done for you. Yes, you shoot some videos, we help you with campaign strategies and ideas and really become a thought leader in your community. You shoot those videos, you send them to us, we produce, edit, and brand them to you. Then we distribute them through all of your channels.